Stealing Signs. We help you dominate any fantasy baseball league by giving you the information your opponents don't want you to have. So sharpen your pencils, get ready to take some notes, and let's get going. time i have issues with it. <laughs> yeah well so, so now what is it uh is it because of the the show name you want to change this thing i mean what, what's I, going on yeah um hi justin how are you boy you're coming <laughs> in hot today huh you know the you can't show off your dog frank and your your surface lets you down you have to go to a macintosh product and now you're all pissed off she, i am i am frank was <laughs> He he's actually named after Frank Thomas. I don't know if you knew that. He's uh, I I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Um, he's and a, what type uh, of dog is he? Um, he's an American. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's like ten different breeds. But um, Frank, he's a he, he's a black guy with white socks. And so uh, I'm like, well, this go. is Frank Thomas. So there you go. There it, you go. That's Frank. Frank Thomas, Frank Thomas. Now, <laughs> big <hurt>. does he? <laughs> well, he did, obviously did something to your computer. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really do. I feel like we've been putting this out. We'll put this out under stealing signs. But my sense is, is that this is not stealing signs, and that our, although we will gladly talk about, uh, you know, um, uh, fantasy impacts of. Uh, prospects. I I think this show is a lot more about prospects, and we can maybe talk at times about fantasy impacts. But I don't know. Like I I just I had this overwhelming feeling this weekend to say, you know, we really need to name this something else. It's not it's not stealing signs. That was a that was cool, but it's not it's not it's not what I think we're going for right now. Okay, so let's see. You know, I was actually thinking about it. And I'm at the grocery store earlier today, and I'm seeing all of these like negative buzzwords that are on all of these tabloids around me, and apparently right. horror and variations of it, horrific, horrified, you know, you you name it. I I guess that's right. the the new buzz term that uh, everybody's like it, it excited to uh, be afraid with. And um, I'm thinking, well, stealing. That's negative. <laughs> right. It, right. It, are people just drawn to negativity? Maybe maybe if we keep stealing signs, should it be horrific pros- prospects right now? Is is that what's going on? I don't know. I don't I don't I, know. I don't know. I I uh it was funny cuz I'm not creative. So I I I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what would we call it, you know? If, if our friend Greg was here, he'd be able to name it within. It spit out thirty titles, and we'd be like, "Oh, I like that one, thank you." But we're not, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, maybe something horrific. There's also, I feel like we spend all of our time, you know, getting dirty on the farm. Like it, it, it seems like there's something about just, you know, the dirt digging in the dirt. I don't know something, something. I don't know. Maybe conjure up a Leon Helms tune or something like that. Something that's you know just uh out there on the farm but i i don't know i don't know uh what it is like wh- wh- like what is this this uh this love affair 
that we love to talk about in terms of prospects. What the, what the hell is it, Justin? Yeah, uh, I don't know. A lot of it is uh, prospects can do no wrong until they're branded Marsh and they give you a strikeout rate of 36%. <laughs> you know, it's, it sounds oddly you know, the, specific and personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, Brandon Marsh. I've had you on my farm <laughs> system for three years now, and um, things, aren't, things aren't really panning out for either of us. So, right. um, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the fun thing with prospects. Um, you know, and then they'll break your heart, and then you have the guys like, uh, like an Altuve or um, like an Albert Pujols or Chase Utley where... No one's really ever heard of these guys, and then they come up and, holy mackerel, why right. didn't I know this guy? You know, so yeah, it's, it's kind of funny in that regard. It's like prospect forecasting. It's kind of where we're at. Prospect forecasting. Yes, I'm trying to think of a catchy name. I'm trying to think of something that is interesting, right? That really captures what we're talking about here, uh, and. Like, if we think about who's our audience, who, who, who actually is our audience, Justin? Like, who do you imagine is out there? Um, maybe they well, have heard us, maybe Greg. not. Greg. <laughs> right. <laughs> Greg. 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 Right. Exactly. Greg will listen, right? So he'll know what we're doing in our fantasy league. But uh, let's, uh, let's move outside of our immediate sphere of friends who we can maybe guilt into listening. And say, who, who is it? Who is it that would listen to this podcast? Who in your mind do you think you know, would? It would be the other, like, uh, the other people who really dig the, the minor leagues. People that read, like, Baseball America. People that read, mm-hmm. like, um, uh, Prospects. Um, well, there's so many various websites that have that term in there. You know what? <laughs> so, yeah, this would be... A, an audience for the people that just dig prospecting. So maybe Prospects Anonymous. <laughs> Prospects Anonymous, right? So this is their 12-step program. Although at yeah. the end of the program, you're more addicted than ever before, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, the people who are here are the ones who, who accept that they, they, cannot, they cannot change this. This is just yes. ingrained in you, and here we are. <laughs> This right? is the and prospect safe house. It's prospect okay in here. House. Well, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I certainly know, yes, that it is very okay in here. And that I'm, you know, if we were to conjure up who would listen to us, I'm certainly, they're, they're either, you know, very handsome or very attractive human beings. I, there's no doubt that people oh, listening yeah, to this yeah. show. High, okay. a, high HQ. High um, HQ. Or, Handsomeness you know quotient, yes. It could be something as simple as prospects and beer. Prospects and beer, I think that's been I, done I, though. I know, I know. Beer every every. Show, that is true. Which... That is true. <laughs> Drunk prospect analysis, maybe DPA. Mm. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> but we want to let people know that this. We know what we're talking about, as opposed to, um, oh yeah, Riley Green. When this guy comes up, he's going to smash Alonzo and Judge's rookie records in home runs. That that kind of thing. Right. right? Right. I don't know. So so maybe not digging in the dirt with the Liam's Helms song in the back, but but maybe maybe like the Farmer's Almanac, right? Uh or 
Yeah, know. maybe the farmer's almanac. I don't know. I, I, it's something to think about. I, I, I just, I didn't know. If, you know, I didn't believe we'd come up with a name tonight, but I really do think this is a show that should sit on its own and separate from uh, stealing signs. So maybe we can think on that. Maybe we can. Uh, maybe we've got uh, some creative friends, uh, not named Greg, that we can we can talk to about it. I don't know, but. It'll naturally happen. We'll know it when we uh, we'll know it when we hear it. Right, which is kind of like uh, the pseudo scout thing that just happened organically. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's that was, the you you lucked out, right? Because you have a nickname that you don't hate that was given to you. It didn't matter <laughs> if you hated yeah, it or loved it; if it would be your nickname. So, yeah, you definitely lucked out, you lucky son of a bitch. Um. Which makes me question now, is there some sort of a nickname that you have that I am not aware of that Tim is not very fond of? Because reading between the lines, that's what, I believe that's what you're insinuating. No, no, I am, I, for whatever reason, I am, I am unname, like unnicknameable. Like there, whatever, there was one nickname, one that stuck. For more than, you know, more than a couple of weeks. And it was in seventh grade. And I moved to a new school and I sat down and I was with my friend Chris and my friend Jeff. I didn't know they were my friends then. They were the first time I met them. And so I had to do the awkward, introduce myself. And they had grown up in the town that I was going to, you know, school in. So they knew each other. They had friends. And I said, you know, my name's Tim. And Chris turned to me and said, going forward, you're going to be known as Fred. (laughs) <laughs> and for a year and a half, I was known as Fred, uh, to the point where people thought my name was Fred. But that is the only nickname, for whatever reason, uh, that ever stuck. So it's how, not Pseudo Scout. How did Fred come to be? What, like, um, did he just feel like you looked more like a Fred than a Tim? Is Fred an acronym for something? <laughs> no, it's just I, someone in seventh grade <laughs> thought it would be cool. And as I got to know Chris and got to know him well, it was probably just a moment of inspiration uh, with no basis in any fact whatsoever. So yeah, that's, that's it. So Tim, it is Tim, it is, but pseudo scout. <laughs> that's fucking good. That's fucking good. It happens. And here we are, here we are. And here we are. Continuing. So, uh, I, I, I can't wait to talk about the Soto trade. Uh, and I, I know you can't either. But before we start, uh, you are a person who likes to make people feel really stupid uh, by asking tough trivia questions. So I got mm. one for you, right? Okay. I mean, I, I, you sent that out to the. Uh, you sent that out to the. I don't know that anybody answered your question though, did they? What was the? What did you ask? So Greg did follow up. Um, part of it was off to the side. Other topics. Oh. Oh, okay. But, um, so, trivia question, um, which the audience can, uh, can get involved with. There are five players in baseball history who have 3,000 hits in their career, right? 300 home runs, and a career batting average of 300. Who are those five players that are 300, 300 with 3,000? All right. So what we'll do is we'll answer that at the end of the show. And then I want to give you one. Because oh, you're great. always the one. Okay. Yes. 
Yes. And I read this actually today. I don't know if you read it or not, but if you read it, you got to tell me. So David uh, uh, Larilla, I think his name is David Larilla on Fangraphs. He does a Sunday Notes, uh, almost like the old Peter Gammon Sunday Notes. Remember the old Peter Gammon Sunday Notes where it would just have this great... Yeah. So this is... uh, uh, Coffee and Clippings. Peter Gammons would do do an article yeah. like that. Yeah. So this is this is uh, this is what that is. This is uh, he he kind of does it in this format. It's great. It's a fun Sunday read. And this was the question he asked: the same player holds the Boston Red Sox franchise record for both runs scored and runs batted in. Who is it? And we'll we'll get to that too as well. But I'm gonna uh, I'll ask it again for you at the end of the show, and we'll. Uh, uh, we'll we'll go through that, but um, Ted Williams comes to mind. Obviously, so does Tris Speaker. <clears throat> um, Big Poppy, obviously with the RBIs. But I'm like, would he be in the run scored as well? Did Mayne Ramirez hit? Shit, maybe it's Ramirez. Those are the four names that come to mind. Okay, I can I can confidently tell you no. Whoa! Uh, really, it's, it's not it one is, of those four guys. It's not one of those four guys, and that's and that's wow. that, folks, is why I fucking love the internet. Right there, I just stumped pseudo. So this is wow. great. Yeah, yeah. So all right, man. So let's get onto this. Juan Soto and his Gulliver travels across the coast as he all these little prospects came back to Washington. And I, I do want to talk about several of the prospects moved, but this particular trade, and, and actually, you were the one that broke it for me because I didn't hear about the trade. I was at work. I got the text from you, and it was a cryptic text about, I think, James Wood um, and mm, you know yeah. if I liked, liked him going to Washington. But what do you think? What do you think about this trade? This was, uh, it was, well, go ahead. I, I, you go first, and then I'll give you my thoughts on it. Man, you know, I mean, who doesn't want the the present version of uh, Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, Manny Ramirez? You know that that eighty bat, eighty power type of guy. You know, I mean that that's pretty much what Soto is, and you know, so obviously it's going to cost the world to acquire that, and it's going to cost even more to maintain it. Um, but I mean, outside of the business perspective of it, the hall is, it really doesn't get more fun. You know, I mean, Washington's farm system with guys like, uh, Brady house, Elijah green, Cade Savale, you know, Jackson Rutledge mm-hmm. might be an okay, uh, bullpen piece, but shit. Now you're throwing in just a plethora of diverse talent. You know, I mean, we'll see what Mackenzie Gore um, can do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're rounding out an infield um, with, uh, with Abrams. and Wood is, I mean, that's, that's a lot of upside. You know, it, it's a lot of stuff to dream on with James Wood and uh, Jeremy De La Rosa and that outfielder. You know, two just big-bodied power speed guys, kind of unicorns in, in that right. Um, I don't know, man. That, it's... There's a lot. There, there's a lot to really enjoy with a lot of high upside. It sounds like, um, uh, you know, Robert Hassel 
even if he's just a major league a major league outfielder a solid contributor you know across all spectrums i mean i don't know i i really like what uh what rizzo did um another fun thing that i dig that uh, that rizzo did was maintaining um uh gosh who patrick corbin because mm-hmm. you know it, it, initial talks was corbin is going to be unloaded with soto right you know when we know like corbin has gosh what is it it's like 35 million due next year and then like 36 million in uh 2024 you know for patrick corbin's numbers and <laughs> the reason why he was not included was because it was going to deter um washington's ultimate um retrieval for you know in the soto package so they're mm-hmm. kind of like eating that money to make sure that they get the ma- the maximum amount of high upside talent and i think that that's a really bold very forward thinking move by uh by uh washington gm uh mike rizzo's uh perspective i don't know there's just a lot of positive things to say about it from the washington standpoint i i'm proud of them for what they did so it's interesting because i i actually thought that when you have a player of 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 Juan Soto's abilities, right? That he's proven, and he's he's not even twenty four years old yet. I mean, there are still people in Double A that are that are older than him, right? Oh yeah, and guys that just got drafted. Yes, exactly, exactly, right. So we think about that, right? And you think about you're sending him away, and and you could control. I mean, you know, it's relative control. He's going to be you know, a 20 million plus player, even through arbitration. But I just, to me, that's the kind of guy you build a franchise around, right? That's a kind of guy that you take several of the best prospects in the game and you say yes, and you still feel like, and you give them away and you get Juan Soto and you still feel like that you would just rob the bank and someone's going to nullify the trade. And to me, I I just, I couldn't believe, so that the, it was, uh, so uh, San Diego, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody listening, like we said, handsome, beautiful people that you're listening. But if if <laughs> yeah. if you somehow forgot who they were, or you you know been gone on a bender for a week, San Diego traded C.J. Abrams, uh, Mackenzie Gore, uh, both have had Major League Baseball time, and then also prospects Robert Hassel III, James Wood, and the pitcher Jarlin Susana, and who apparently which- is filthy in his own right. Apparently, right, exactly. this kid is nasty. Yeah, right, and that—that's you know the Nationals. I mean, is pretty big, and then they end up getting uh, Luke Voigt back because you know they had some some craziness there with Eric Cosmer. But uh, and then, but in return, that's not just Juan Soto. Justin, that that also includes Josh Bell, who's also having a great year, and yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like. Part of the reason you have prospects and you, and you, you know, obviously you're going to continually replenish your team, but they were able to get, you know, one of the top five players in the, in our generation. Yeah. Yeah. For, for everything, you know, players that could pan out. Oh, yeah. More likely and to pan out. It's very realistic. All right. So when I look at prospects, I think. It takes three stud prospects to get one stud major leaguer. 
And when mm-hmm. I say a stud prospect, I mean like a top 10 in baseball. Okay. Like that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if you get, if you get three, one of them is going to pan out. One of them is going to be a decent everyday ball player for you for like five years. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the other one is Addison Russell. <laughs> you know, just, eh, or, Brandon Marsh. The other one is Brandon Marsh. <laughs> oh, this is shit on Brandon episode, isn't it? God. Just shit on Brandon. Hopefully not, because God, would I love to have? Would I love to have all of that that beard? I mean, that guy. I mean, he, you know, he puts it, Rob Dunn to shame. I know we're supposed to be talking about all these trades, right? And the and the beard is you know, just shave it, fucking shave it. Um, <laughs> be like the drummer in ZZ Top, not the two guitarists. Uh, so, uh, the. I've been shocked at some of the the highly touted prospects who have just flamed out this year. Uh, Torkelson being one of them. I mean, this guy is completely effed up. Um, you know, he he got he got sent down, uh, and he you know he's doing the same thing in AAA that he was doing in the major leagues. And I wonder, this guy was so red hot last year. And he had a complete, he could not hit over 200 in the majors. And he's not hitting, I I think, as of, well, I don't know, I should probably check this before I, but at least with the last I checked a few games ago, he was hitting under 200 uh, in the minors. What is the probability that Brandon Marsh and Spencer Torkelson are are listening right now? Uh, Non zero. I'd say non zero. <laughs> but non-zero could still be a pretty small that. number, but non-zero. There's a non-zero okay. chance. So, okay. guys, if you're listening, uh, usually when my friend Justin says that, you probably just want to skip ahead, you know, hit that little fast-forward button, probably a minute and a half, two minutes. I'll give you a second. Ready? One, two, three. This is okay, motivational Justin. talk for them. Yeah. Okay. Motivational. They're competitive. Okay. They're competitive. All right. All right. So, you know what? We'll have to, I guess... I'll tell them to go back and listen once they do. So why don't you go ahead and give them a motivational pep talk? Yeah. Look, guys, you can do this. You were drafted early. There's a reason for that. Your respective teams put all of this faith in you. Like, you are the young guys they are building around. So take that in stride and uh, just get out there and, and be yourself. Have fun. There you go. Real simple. Now just right. hit a... Hit that 92-mile-an-hour nasty slider in that knee-buckling curve because it's as easy as, as Tim and I talking on a podcast. Just, just enjoy the game, fellas. Enjoy yeah. the game. It's a game. Yeah. It's a game. And, and you know what? I want to say that uh, I know that we don't have the ability to go back in time and let them you know, hear this before, but I actually did just check Spencer Torkelson's <laughs> <laughs> Toledo stats and he's hitting 220. So wow. I know pseudo that you know you haven't had a direct impact, but maybe if that keeps climbing, we know exactly why. It's the pseudo scout and your motivational one hundred percent of that credit. One hundred percent. Detroit but Tigers it does. hitting coaches reaching out to me now. I actually just got a text from one of them. Just. Now. <laughs> Well, tell him I said what's up. And so the reality is, is that uh, you know prospects can break your heart. <gasps> that might be a good one. Prospects can break your heart. 
Hmm. I don't know. Okay. It has that sounds kind of horrible, doesn't it? When your heart is broken, that's horrible. Um You know is what? Is it too lengthy? No. Yeah, it probably is. But we're also doing a podcast about two nerds who love talking about prospects. So, I don't know oh, that our no. listeners would would follow I I don't know. I don't know if they would follow uh the the normal it's too short. You know, or it's too long. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen to that fucking show. Prospects will what? You know. Uh, okay. Yep. Well, we'll, uh, we'll 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 get back to it. So okay. So all right. Now we're back. So you think Washington did a great job? I think Washington could have gotten more, or they could have just held on to him. You know what I mean? But I, I, what I can't understand is why does the new ownership group want, why did they want to get Juan Soto out of there? Like, what was it? Was it just the fact that they knew it wasn't going to happen for under $500 million? Or should I say half a billion dollars? Yeah. Is that what it is? And then you just say, well, you know, half a billion, half a billion, half a billion dollars. That's not even a real number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where they came that came up with that. That's, yeah, right. that's that's not even real. Um, says the man. Says the man who works in numbers all day long. Right. That's okay. correct. Yes, I'm an accountant, and uh, I don't deal with those numbers. But that's a lot. <laughs> all right. So let, let's see. Uh, and just just another bit of update there. So James Wood did hit a home run in his first game. Uh, with the Washington Nationals organization. So just thought we'd like to say that. So, Justin, I think we have a little few different... I, cu- I couldn't figure out. I was like, do they think if they sell the franchise and they don't have to spend $10 million on Juan Soto, then do they make more money in the sale? But then keeping keeping um, Patrick Corbin, I guess, that 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 kind of panned out. So... I just I wondered why they had to trade him. Um, max value now. The sooner you dump him, the more you're going to be getting. In I think it's, that, it's just I that mean, simple. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not disagreeing like with rec- you. I just the receiving team can now have him. You know, you know the bit like this playoff series for next year, and then in 2024, if you want. You can try to trade him yourself and try right. to recoup some of some of what you you dished out this year, right? You know, so that's an option. You know, perhaps the Padres deal him at the deadline in in twenty twenty four because you know just as we're going on about whether you love Washington's return or not, when you look at San Diego's system now, it is barren. You know, I mean the the top two names that they have down there, Luis Camposano, mm-hmm. is probably still their number one prospect, and mm-hmm. he's been up what three times. He really hasn't, really hasn't done much for them. Um, and then I guess number two, probably Dylan Lesko, who they just drafted. And what didn't he just have Tommy John? You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, and this is a high school pitcher coming off of Tommy John. That's your that's your number two prospect. I don't know, man. That's a that's a barren system. So talk about putting like 
I mean, I mean, they're they're going all in, and and right. rightfully so, rightfully so, because um, I mean they've got the talent to do it. Um, but man, again, another uh, really smart play by Rizzo, getting the Dodgers involved in it, getting two divisional rivals leveraged against each other. I I just I think it was done very well by by Washington. Time will tell to see if it all worked out, but um, I don't know. It, it was just a fascinating business strategy. But uh, I don't know. Again, going back to the Padres farm system, it is barren. It's got to be one of the worst three in the league. Well, after this trade, right? Yeah, but you've got a 23-year-old Soto. Tatis is still 24 years old, right? I think Tatis um, is also 20, 22, 23. Okay, he's, so you got he's young, dude. He is young. Yeah. So you got a one, two, or a two, three right there in your lineup. You know, Manny is a that's a contract issue uh, coming up, but he's still relatively young uh, and like playing twenty nine, twenty nine playing MVP ball. Yeah. Then they got Josh Bell for this year, uh, which you know a switch hitting first baseman with power. Uh, you know, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, I, I again, I think I would do this. If you were if you were running the Padres, you'd do this in a heartbeat, right? Given given the you, lineup you, that you've you got, you have to. You have yeah. to. Yeah, you absolutely have to. I agree. I agree. So, you know, we could talk it forever about this trade, and it's been talked about. Uh, but I do appreciate your perspective on that. Let's talk about uh, more broadly. So, if we zoom out. So the Padres ended up trading nine prospects. There was another team that traded nine prospects as well, the Twins. The Twins, and then the Yankees sent eight, Mets seven, Braves sent out six prospects they traded, Blue Jays five, Manners five, Rays five. I didn't know all of these teams were, were making the moves. I mean, it was, it was really interesting, and some of them were pretty low-ranked prospects, but uh, it, was, it was surprising to me that that many was moved. Um, do you know the team that received the most prospects? It was not the Washington Nationals. They received I'm going five. To say, it is my beloved Oakland A's. The Athletics received five, so that would put them on the list. That would put them fifth on the list. Oh, the okay. Reds! Okay. The Reds oh. acquired ten prospects. Good for them. And the Royals eight. The Royals. <laughs> what, we'll do you see. have something against the Royals? That was uh, oh no no. <laughs> uh, that seemed like pretty. No, like, the, the, the Royals. Royals. I'm just like, is this is this going to work out? When are the Royals going to, you know, what, when is it going to work? Um, that World Series just seems like it was forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I go on about my my love, you got to trust the, the system days. in Kansas City. Trust the system. Trust yeah, the system. Yeah, yeah. I was trusting Moneyball for freaking 20 years, and where did that get us? A book? A movie? <laughs> Some notoriety. For the longest, for the longest time, um, I, would, uh, I would go onto those um, Oakland A's back practice fields, um, just down the street from Hohocom um, in, uh, in Mesa, Arizona here. And, you know, for those people that uh, are out there or familiar with uh, the Cactus League, um, not very many people go to A's stuff, and uh, you know, so I'm one of like eight out back yeah. there in this like 
back patio of a uh, practice field kind of uh, fan observation area. And uh, Billy Bean, you know, it, it would be nothing for him to, uh, to walk down the sidewalk and to uh, come around and, and kind of hang out by the bleachers around us and, and kind of watch, right. you know, whoever take BP. And every time I'd see that guy walking by, I'd yell, Oh my God, it's Brad Pitt! Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, it got old for him quick, but every time I thought it was hilarious. A couple other people did too. Anyway. Did he laugh the first time? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done, well done. So eight at the minor league complex field. There's about eighty-eight in the major league uh, baseball park. So that's you know I don't know how many more sections your team can block off uh, at that stadium. And and where they're going to go to what Portland or Toronto or uh, Montreal anyway, right? They're not VAs. Yeah, they're not going to stay. Um, I don't know. I mean, the the talk right now is Vegas. Oh, Vegas, you know? yeah. Because I guess Vegas just likes to poach Oakland and all of their sports teams. I mean, they got the Raiders, and now they're going to get the A's. And uh, gosh, I I'm just not a Vegas fan. I can handle 36 hours of Vegas. Yeah, but you can you can actually get to Vegas. How quick does it take you to drive up from where you're at in Arizona? From Tucson? Tucson, it's like eight hours, I think. Oh, okay. So that's, well, it's, I guess it's closer than San Francisco, but uh, that's that's not much. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, I, I really appreciate you rolling with me on this one, how undisciplined this show is. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, so... <laughs> All improv. That's where I'm we're take- at. Prospect <laughs> improv. Prospect improv. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh, Baseball America listed the top prospects that were traded in the deal. So, the, and they, they basically, under the headline, these are the best prospects to move to the deadline. So, number one, CJ Abrams, Nationals to Padres. Number two, Robert Hassel. Outfielder for Padres went from the, or actually now outfielder for the Nationals from the Padres. Number three, Noel Ve Marte. Yeah. Went to the Reds from the Mariners. I think it's a good spot for him. Big bodied, uh, uh, looked to be a 30 home run guy playing third base. That was my take on him at the back practice right. fields this spring training when I saw him with Seattle. In the lost big, episode. Big right? Yeah. Was it, in the, the lost episode. Rest in yeah, peace. You rest in peace. <laughs> Edwin Arroyo. Again, Red, you know, Red's got him from the Mariners. And then yeah. James Wood, Nationals, right? From the Padres. Pod, Padres. Padres. Logan O'Hope, catcher, Angels. Got him from the Phillies. Spencer Steer, right? Yeah. He's Red's got him guy. from the Twins. So the Reds. The Reds got three of Baseball America, what baseball considers America's three of the seven, top seven traded prospects. I, I just, I, I really feel like the Reds went about this with the whole Juan Soto trade and all that stuff going on. They, they did almost the same thing, but they didn't have to give away a Juan Soto. They're like the under the radar winners. Right, almost like the tortoise beating the hare. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, where did you guys come from? You know, <laughs> and then what? You you throw that in the mix with uh, Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, Jonathan India is still young. You know, Hunter Green. See what he turns out to be. Tyler Stevenson. I mean, I don't know. 
we'll see see where all of these guys turn out but you know that's a really interesting take that you brought up there it's almost as if they got the same return without uh without having you know the 2022 version of ted williams think about that right so this is this is what this is what you know baseball america is saying right that, that they ranked the so it didn't matter where they necessarily were ranked, or it, I guess it mattered in Baseball America's ranking, right? So, you know, Robert Hassel was ranked 25th, right? And Noelve Marte was ranked 47th, right? So th- that's why they're ranking this this way. But Nationals, Nationals, Reds, Reds, Nationals, Angels, Reds in their top seven. Got to give it to Walt Jockety. Is he Is he the greatest general manager of... Our generation, if we're talking about generational greats, you know, I mean, it, Walt Jockety, dude. I mean, I, me I don't, being from St. Louis, the, the moves that that guy <laughs> made for the Cardinals, freaking serious. Are you, do you really know for a fact that he's from St. Louis? Well, he used to be the general manager for the Cardinals. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. You I'm know sorry. what we gave up to get what? Jim Edmonds? We gave up Ken Bottenfield. And Adam Kennedy. And we got Jim Edmonds for Scott Rowan. We gave up Bud Smith, who threw a no-hitter as a rookie. Trivia for you. Gave up uh, Placido Polanco and some other bullshit I can't remember right now. And we got Scott Rowan, who, damn it, belongs in the Hall of Fame. Should have been in there. Third ballot at the latest. I don't know what's going on. That might have also been another rant from the lost episode. Rest in peace. It was. It was. <laughs> I didn't know if we're going to have a Scott Rowland uh, rant on every one. But yes, the lost episode of Stealing Signs. But now we know it's going to be a different uh, podcast going forward. So this is kind of a weird kind of purgatorial show that we're doing right here. So, uh, But I love it. And I love talking with you. So this is really good. So yeah, so I my sense is is that the Reds uh had a sneaky good trade. They they just they didn't trade away you know, what I would consider a, a I don't know if you can say generational talent because gosh, the Nationals traded away Bryce Harper. How long ago was it, right? And Bryce is you know, incredibly talented, right? The game is just yeah, there's so many great players, but Juan Soto is He's really good. They traded He's away really Trey good. Turner, too. Trey Turner. Right, Trey Turner. You know, the exactly. only guy that comes to mind that they got in return was Josiah Gray. Obviously, they got more in return, but, oh, Kiebert Ruiz? Was he part of it? He had to have been part of that. Yeah, move. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, that, that's, that's my take on that, is that the Reds on this trade deadline were, were sneaky good. Uh, and I think Noel Marte going to Cincinnati, I think you could start to bump that power up a little bit if he continues on his trajectory, because I think it's a little easier to hit them out uh, in Cincinnati than it is in Seattle. So exciting. Edwin Arroyo being a sleeper prospect and a yes. great, and that great Hall of Fame shortstop class from a couple years ago, Jordan Lawler, Marcelo Mayer, Arroyo, and um, uh, Colton. Uh, Montgomery, because mm-hmm. Khalil Watson, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Speaking of thirty-something percent strikeout rates, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he's listening too. 
Uh-huh. 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 He might be. He might actually be. So, okay. So now we <laughs> now, now we've come to the end. There there is there is a few people out there that are wanting to know what the answer is to the trivia question that you asked. So if you want to just remind the, the audience what your trivia question was and then let's give us the answer. All right. So again, the question is there are five major leaguers ever with 3,000 hits in their career, 300 home runs, and a career 300 average. Those five players, it is Hank Aaron. Yes, okay. Willie Mays. Yep. Stan Musial. Okay. Miguel Cabrera. And George Brett. Wow. That is it. That is it. 300 average, 300 home runs, 3,000 hits. There are only five people ever to do that. Think about that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because now I look at batting averages and, you know, 250 is considered really good. And I just wonder if someone can have power, right, Can, can, can have a good hit tool. A great hit tool now. Yeah, and you know what's funny is like, do you consider you mentioned power? Do you consider three hundred home runs power nowadays? You know, for their career. I yeah, mean, I, obviously yeah, right. it is. I mean, like it's it's variable depending on uh, on their position. But I mean, I'm sure there's slu- every one of those players. The slugging percentage is pretty damn good, though, right? So maybe. Maybe oh, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're looking at you're right. a, a gazillion doubles out of all of those guys. Right. Right. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I have a bad habit of doing that. You so, were going yeah. on a. That's so, it. So okay, and... that that's really good. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the answer to to mine. Right. The the same player holds the Boston Red Sox franchise record for both runs scored and RBIs. And you said you thought Big Poppy maybe. You said Manny. Uh, you said, uh, who else did you say? Ted Williams and Tris Speaker. Ted Williams and Tris Speaker. That's right. So, you know, it's, what's interesting is, uh, you know, I'm, I grew up in Boston. I'm a lifelong Boston fan. So for me, I, I just, I immediately thought it was Ted Williams. I, I, yeah, he was the first person that came to mind. Right. And then I was like, wait, that's probably a trick question, right? I mean, it, it, it's, it's gotta be a trick question because, you know, why would you ask it, right? You'd say, oh, it's got to be Ted Williams. Mm-hmm. The answer is actually call your Strimsky. Call your Strimsky had 1,816 runs scored, 1,844 RBIs. Ted Williams had 1,798 runs and score, uh, uh, runs scored and uh, 1,839 RBIs. Uh, dude, I, I, I did saying something about Ted Williams upset you. I don't understand. I, I the computer just it just <laughs> got rid of the page. What the hell? Now what? Uh, okay, so uh, we're gonna say good night uh, as you're as you're scratching your brow as you're wondering, and we're gonna figure this shit out. So uh, good night, Justin. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs>